Yo. What's happening? What's up, bro? Man, you know it. Uh, now we're just waiting for Rob. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hear these two voices and you say you hear us say that we're waiting for Rob, you know what time it is. It can only be one thing, and that is everybody's favorite wrestling show. Black guys talking about wrestling. I am your boy, Way. I the founder of the Ways World Network and chipping in right there is our reigning defending champion himself. Undisputed. Undisputed. Undefeated. Undefeated. You, you gotta you gotta make sure you say all of it, man. You don't just get to I, I got my fault, my fault. I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I did not do him justice. Introducing our undisputed Undefeated. We can't hear you. Your dogs are making too much noise. You've already ruined it, man. That's not my dog. My dog's asleep. Oh, so it's Dwayne making all the noise again. See? It's always Dwayne, man. <sighs> <laughs> Once again, introducing our reigning, defending, undefeated, undisputed, BGTW World Heavyweight Champion, the realist himself, Rob. The champion is in the building. All bow, all marble, all glory belongs to me. Feels good to be the champ. Feels good to be the champ. I'll even throw my the champ ring on. Yeah, feels good to be the champ. And again, we still have our number one contender, Mr. Dwayne Bean. How are you doing, sir? Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. You did all that introducing for a man who's going to lose his championship. How do you feel? Do you feel good about yourself? See, the beauty in what he said, the beauty in what he said, because clearly you weren't listening, you know, babies running around and animals, you know, making love to one another, whatever weird, sick things you have going on in your house. Uh He said, reigning, defending, undisputed, and most importantly, undefeated. That's the key right there, sir. The key in all of that is the undefeated part. And while you can only dream at this point about what it means to be undefeated, I, on the other hand, I stand very firmly, very short-footed on the top of that mountain, sir. They say they say the top is reserved for goats. I need not say more. It's clearly I'm, I'm standing up here without a buckle, without a shiver, without a quake, without a quiver. Sir, I'm 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 tap dancing on the top of the mountain and not afraid of falling. And the reason, ladies and gentlemen, why we why we call him our undefeated champion is because Rob came in 
around episode three. It should have been episode one. That was on me. But once he came in, there's there's really no argument to be made that he's won every single episode that we've done since he's been here. We're on episode nine right now. That's, that's so a that means ridiculous win streak, sir. Come on. Call it what it is. Win streaks are made to be broken. <sighs> yeah. They and that's, something that's, not, that's something that's not like really, Dwayne, I can't even argue that one though. Like, I, like I, I've listened back to the episodes and I've heard me and you try to fight like some of the, the arguments he's put up and Dwayne, you put up a very good fight in a lot of them. Some of those arguments, I'll say you honestly won, sir. But when it comes to like the whole episode, like I, I again, I have to give it to, to, the, to the, the reigning, defending, undisputed, undefeated world heavyweight champion himself. It's okay, man. It's, it's it's okay when you when you fellas have to realize and bow down to greatness. It's, there's, there's no problem. There's, there's there's nothing wrong with realizing when someone is in fact better than you, and it's okay. It's okay. It's not. You know, you may feel it's unfair. You may feel like, oh, well, you know, Rob's older than us, and Rob is smart, and Rob is handsome, and you know. Rob, Rob fucks bitches and all of these things are true but ultimately you just have to accept the fact that life is it, life is great for a select few life is, life is great for a select few and okay Vince life sucks and then you die now look, 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 ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode, what we'll be doing is actually getting our World Heavyweight Champions um, and the number one contender to make their picks for Survivor Series since the whole card is out. Um, I thought we were going to be able to have Murph on this because me and Murph will be going one-on-one -one -one in a number one contendership match to determine who will face Rob or Dwayne after their World No, you said it right the first time. You said it right the first time. Again, Dwayne definitely does have a fighting chance because the man knows his wrestling. He knows what to pick and he knows storylines. He's gotten, he's got, the thing is like, <clears throat> when me and him went toe to toe at NXT 31, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I, 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 I literally went like dealer's choice type shit. He, he stuck to the plan and he knew exactly what to do. He went for the win. He, he didn't go for the wild card. He went for the win. And and I believe in this situation, he's going to go for that win. So I'm not going to count Dwayne out at all. You may be undefeated now. Hell, you may be undefeated on, on TV. But when it comes to pay-per-view, that's a whole different ballgame. Again, they, only, only certain few, only certain few get to call themselves champions, sir. It's it's a, it's a it's rarefied air. Not everybody gets to hold the strap. This ain't the twenty four seven, seven eleven, I ninety five, European Championship that we talking about here, sir. Where it gets to change at the in the blink of an eye. This is prestigious. This this has this has some weight to it. So what we're what we're looking at and what we're understanding is, despite all the rhetoric, at the end of the day. You're talking to the, and and that's that's real. I don't have to say anything else after that. The anything after that, you have to realize 
he's he's right. Like he's not he's not lied about anything. He's pretty much just been he's been that guy, and he's been that guy since he showed up. Had to bull, I had to bully my way into it, and then re- and then not only prove why why it was pointless to not have me here in the first place. I then add to your listeners, and I add to your I add to your uh, experience on this podcast, and I bring charm. I bring charisma. I bring what the deuce is going on here? Uh, I, I not not even Lex Luger brings this much of a total package, sir. Damn. Not not even not even Flexi Lexi brings this much of a total package, sir. It's it's the Antoine Fisher story. I wrote I wrote the movie, I directed and I starred in it, man. From birth, big dick, the end. Like that's what I've been. Win after win after win, sir. But let's go ahead and hit this, man, and see what's what's supposed to be cracking. Cause right now. If I'm not mistaken, there are only like six matches that they've announced so far. That's the uh, men and women's uh, Survivor Series matches and then the champions matches. Yeah, that's all of them. There's not going to be any more. There's not going to be like any more um, (sighs) interviews. And if it is, it might be on some on the show type shit. But But yeah, and I mean, that's the thing because we still have to consider the fact that there's more than likely going to be pre-show or are we not counting pre-show stuff because that might come down to the that might be the tiebreaker um you right you right you know because this, this is an even number and they are gonna need something to i got you i got what you're saying so what would we'll, probably put two yeah so what we'll, that probably put like two or three or one on the one mysterious on the main card and two on the pre-show so what we'll do right now is we'll do the six that they got um, and then following up on the next episode we do, which is going, which is most likely going to be after Survivor Series, um, then we'll come back to you all and we'll let you know like the the other matches that ended up being announced and basically who's your new or still defending world heavyweight champion. It's, again, you say that you say that like that's actually got a chance of happening. Dwayne. He can say all he wants. You know, you know them little puppy dogs and chihuahuas who just bark and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark and bark. Yes. I have no bite. I have one. Yes. That's what, that's what Rob sounds like. He's just barking and barking and barking. Then when somebody comes smack him in his face, he ain't got nothing to say. Champion. He doesn't even get he doesn't even get to, to trash talk well. He just compared me to a puppy dog and all I've been is a champion. I've been a gracious champion, as a matter of fact. I've been a gracious champion. Rob, Rob didn't want to give you all the the BS that was hell in the cell. Um, he 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 chose. He, he used his his champion's advantage in that moment to to opt out of the pay per view. He felt was not worthy of defending the belt. At. Uh, it was Come on, man. Let's let's, let's call it. it. Let's call it Come what on. it was, man. Yeah, exactly. You're being let's look scared. At, okay, let's look at. Okay, let's. So 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 I so. You're being so, Floyd Mayweather. Wade, you don't want to so fight Wade, in my prime. So Wade, Wade decided. Wait. Wade decided to to show out. Act like man, you know, Rob came in episode three and he's killed it. 
for seven, you know, for six or seven episodes, man. I mean, come on, man. You call it what it is. But let's be real about this. Let's look at let's look at what Hell in a Cell was because we haven't. I don't think we the three of us have been on. We haven't since, talked about it. Yeah, we have since since Hell in a since Hell in a Cell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's look at what this was. You had the best match of the night, which was Jay versus Roman. Right. Which, if anybody thought anything else of that match, who was going to win it? That's true. You, you then have the, the the one surprise, and, and you can call it a legitimate surprise, in Randy versus Drew, because who was expecting Randy, and, you know, who was expecting Randy to really knock Drew off? Uh, for what reason, really? And now we have Drew versus Randy tonight for the title. Mm-hmm. Here, here, and you know, before the before the end of the night, you may or may not have a champ. And I'll go ahead and say this: watching Friday night, watching Friday night SmackDown last week, watching Drew take on Jay, and then the stare down with Roman. Why do you not have Drew take the title from Roman? I mean, take the title from a uh, Randy. Here's why. Now, here's the only reason it will either A, happen, or B, not happen, and it's all in the same person. Jay Uso shows up to get revenge and costs Randy the title, or he shows up to cost Drew the title, and Randy wins by disqual. I mean, and Drew wins by disqualification. Either way, Drew wins. Wait, what did I miss? What's Jay's beef with Randy? There is no beef with Randy, but he got in, essentially he got embarrassed on Friday Night SmackDown, right? By losing to uh, by losing to to Drew right. in front of Roman, and then Drew gets to roll out of the ring and you know you know big dick energy against big dick energy and then walk away. So it's very possible that. Jay is going to show up to avenge himself after he done got it, you know, after he got smacked around at the dinner table. Which, again, a part of me, you know what? After after this win, I might start calling myself the tribal chief. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> I might start doing that. I, no, I'm not going to call myself the, the tribal chief. I I will absolutely start calling myself the head of the table, and that just will be what it will be. So. You better pray to whomever you pray to, sir, that I don't win. Because then I'm not going to force you to acknowledge me as a tribal chief. I will always refer to myself as the head of the table, and that's the part that's gonna that's the part that's gonna eat you alive. That's I I will I will do every show, and I will demand my big piece of chicken. I'm just I'm just telling you that now, ladies I'm and just, gentlemen. Just this is what happens when you go on a five game win streak. We go on a five-game win streak. These things happen. When you're the world heavyweight champion, this is the type of energy you have. This is what I'm saying. That, that, that's why that title was my birthright. Because that belongs to me. And, and again, you get no sta- you claim you stake no claims to anything other than being butt muncher of this crew. That's what you get to claim. No. 
Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's your new nickname. That's what we gonna call you. Now on, you will be known as the button. Oh my god, bro! It was a troll. We're not. We're not, sure. we're not gonna talk sure about was. that over here. We're not about to talk about, Again. talk about wrestling. Okay. And we don't have to talk about that on the air. All I'm saying, though, is that what we what we do have to what we do have to acknowledge is the fact that you're a married man, and you know a married man has to do what he has to do to please his wife. I'm not gonna go so far as saying what you know using the phrasing that kept the big gays gave. Well, big gays told you like, yo, that's my bitch, and I please my bitch. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, you know, he, we know what big gays said he do to please his bitch. So okay, you know, okay. I see you okay. following in the steps. You know, what? you know, just you just you just following in the steps of Big Gates, yeah. man. And she and she happy, and she got a smile on her face, and you know, <laughs> that's that And you know, you gotta you gotta you know deep clean your mustache now. But that's all it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness, it was a troll, <laughs> and the troll is gonna follow me for life now. For the rest of your life, this is yep. what I'm gonna follow. A troll, but anyway, but anyway, back to this. But anyway, yeah, like I said, no, but like no, I said, no. there's no way that you can't. There's no way that you can get away from the fact that if you're following the story, if you're following the storyline, then the story there. There's no reason that it should be Randy versus Roman, none whatsoever. Um, now again, having Randy drop the strap so soon uh, doesn't make sense either. Because the truth of the matter is, the only reason they were really, they're really wanting to keep the strap on Randy, is because we're getting closer and closer to um, the Royal Rumble, and one of three things is going to happen. I do not see Edge winning the Royal Rumble, but I absolutely see Randy versus uh, Randy versus Edge to really close all of this out uh, sometime around May. We haven't seen Edge since uh, COVID hit, really, uh, especially with him and Beth both, him and Beth yeah. being at home. But they did. No, you know, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do we have the 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 the, the spoke about the, the legend himself, the mysterious Johnny Murph, with us? I am here, sir. We I have figured it out. Can y'all hear me? Finally. Yes, okay, what's happening, man? I done finally figured this crap out. I'm new to this, man. What's up? I, I, Hold on, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. So we have well, we got about to take another 15 minutes for you to try and practice your ring announcing. No, 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 no. I have to do this though. I have to do this. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, like I was saying, we have talked about Mr. Murph. We have said we wanted Murph to come over. We have told you all that he was coming. And now we have Mr. And now you man, how's everybody doing, man? What's up? What's going on, OG? Now here's the problem. He goes through all of that to try and do this whole this whole uh ring announcement and then Dwayne's background noise kills it. It it, it kills the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hey. So we're starting to go for all for all the listeners, man, we're starting to go fund me uh, for for Dwayne to have a soundproof man cave so that he can have some place where he can go when it's time to record. So if y'all want to go to the go, if y'all want to give to the GoFundMe, uh, all y'all have to do is cash at me, and I promise that it'll go to good use. 
ain't saying I'm gonna give him all of the money, but I will give him some of it to you know do what he got to do. But y'all can just cash out. See, you know, I appreciate you. You know, you know, you're a decent champion, but you know, I'm still gonna take my title away from. You. Can't call it yours if if you can't if you can't get it, man. That's the thing. Again, undisputed, undefeated. And after this, and like I said, after Survivor Series, head of the table. Like that's that's the part that you, that's the part that's gonna be difficult for you. I think that's what it is. You know, when I when you were uh, when we when people when I was a young man. You know, the thing was, call me daddy or call me uncle. Because like, no, nah, I've outgrown that, man. The only people who get to call me daddy is my kids and my wife. But call me head of the table. That's that's what you you have to acknowledge me as head of the table, and that will be oh, it's gonna be chef's kiss. It's, just, it's gonna be that much more. All right, so um, really quick to just kind of go over Hell in a Cell and the reason why covering it wasn't really worth it. The pre-show was our truth versus Drew Gulak. Um, Come on, 24-7 championship match that came out of nowhere, yeah, obviously. Uh, the first match on the main card was Roman versus Jay. You knew Roman was going to win. The next match was Elias versus Jeff Hardy. You could have called that either way, but Elias won um, due to disqualification. Uh, then it was The Miz versus Otis. Again, you could have called that one like you knew that they were going to take the briefcase off Otis. Yeah, they, had, they didn't have nothing to do with Otis, man. Let's call it what it is. Now, what we now what we didn't expect was for Tucker to turn on him, but yeah, yeah, you know, we you're not calling that. At the end of the day, Miz having the having the the box does more than than having it on Otis, and you know we'll see how how what goes of it. It's, it's always easier and it's always a, a easier and a thing to have a heel have the briefcase because you never know where they're gonna you know where they're gonna come this is the third and I, I think i think if covid didn't happen they would have kept it on otis i think otis would have been seen a negative champion otis but i feel like this is another mustafa this is why another, again you are got to deep clean your mustache, man. Otis but is no, champion. for real, though. I feel, like, I feel like this is another Mustafa Ali situation. Otis is champion. The crowd was behind it. Well, well, here's the thing. The the crowd was Wait, behind man. it. Don't stand but, in the corner, man. But at the same time, if he was going to win it, why are you taking it off him now? So why did he even win in the first place? So, that's, that, that's the real so we don't know whether or not I mean, because when when he won it, I was surprised. I kind of got a chuckle out of it, but I was like, okay, well, okay, I guess they're pushing him. And then, what was the point of putting it on him if you were going to take it off of him? So maybe at the time, hey, hey, yeah, he was hey, going. He was going to be. Maybe he was going to get nah, a short run. We don't. We don't know. Here's what I saw happening. Here's what. Here's what they probably were leading up to. And they ultimately had to squash it because COVID went on longer than it did. Because we forget, I mean, we act like, you know, he won money in the bank in front of a crowd. He did not. He won money in the bank in a in in Titan Tower. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. And they had not split up the team yet. So more than likely what he was gonna use that for was for heavy machinery to get a SmackDown championship. No crowd there there's no reason to really push the team and then you end up splitting them up so what purpose does he have for really having it anymore nobody has ever used the tie nobody's ever used money in the bank 
to go for a secondary title. They've never used it for uh, intercontinental title, U.S. title. Uh, it's always been for a uh, world heavyweight title. And if that's the case, they're not putting the strap on Otis. They're not putting the strap on Otis like they they were not going to ever put the strap on Damian Sandow. I mean, it could be a situation of where they just kind of just screwed it off anyway because there wasn't any fans. I mean, that's kind of consistent with the way that they've been kind of writing things and doing things anyway. We got no fans, so let's just do it this way. Let's just do it this way. I, I mean... I disagree. I, I mean, at this point, with the writing, granted, writing is always... Writing for WWE has suffered for years, primarily because they are using... Hollywood writers to write wrestling storylines which is not the best thing. The Hollywood writers are really there to get more information so that Vince can do more stuff on th- on avenues like Netflix where he did you know, the where he did the movie with the kid that was a wrestler or writing for the big shows TV show which is actually pretty good um, and doing more vent- and doing more stuff like that but as for as far as pushing an actual storyline, the only persons who have legit who are doing anything halfway decent as far as wrestling storylines are uh, whoever's writing down at NXT uh, and Paul Heyman leading or influencing what's happening on SmackDown. Outside of outside of I those two it. things, uh, Raw has been. Raw trash. has been what I don't want to call it trash because I still watch, but Raw has been has has lived off its own rep since two thousand and four. Yeah, Raw's been the flagship show for almost twenty years, yeah. and that's all they've been living on. All the red brand, the red brand, longest reigning episodic TV show in world history. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's the only thing they've been they've been going on. But the one the thing I can say, uh, that feed Alexa, whatever they're doing with the feed and Alexa, I'm I'm getting involved with. I like you know it, I, I like what they're doing. And you know, and with, with them, and the only reason why I don't think they're gonna take they're gonna take the title off of Randy is because of that. Is the fiend interfering with that match? Cause you now you got you got so many different options on that. You got the fiend with Randy, you got Drew with Randy, you got Jay with Randy. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Jay with Drew. You got Roman with Drew. So it's like, where do you go? Do you go? You keep it on Randy and let Fiend and him and Fiend go 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 what they need to do, or do you take it off of Randy and have Drew and Roman go? Here's where I will counter you. But if, Here's where I will counter you. I'm not gonna flex on you, but watch where I yeah, whatever. But watch how I flow, right? I got you. One, the fiend has proven that he doesn't need a strap to win to to be relevant. I give you that. So okay. taking the strap, so taking the strap off of Randy for the fiend is unnecessary. Having the fiend interfere and causing Randy to lose the strap, that's something different. Again. What, however they're going to run whatever they're going to do as far as the Fiend is concerned he's he's literally a wild card what Bray does is he, he could pop up anytime any place exactly 
and, and make it make sense. And it's and, and it and it will always make sense because of that. Um so that's why you don't have so that's why him necessarily being in the title picture, he's always technically in the title picture, but he doesn't have to be. So that's not a title issue with with Bray or the Fiend as far as Randy is concerned. Um what they're doing with Bray with the Fiend and with Alexa because everybody of course is calling her sister Abigail but that's not who she is she's, nope. she is something completely different and what she's doing I, I is gonna be kind of cool because they weren't doing anything with Alexa in the first place and she's always been better as a heel so having her as not necessarily she's of course not gonna be a full heel version of what like a female version of what the fiend is but she still works as a part of this like loose two man or two person uh, stable you know what I'm saying they don't he doesn't need another Wyatt family having her and having and, and it being him there's there's more to it and it'll be interesting to see where they take it because that will be the basis of where they go with these uh, cinematic m- matches. Because he's going to start having more of these cinematic matches. What he did with, I don't care what, I, here's where I part with my dear friend Jim Cornette. I don't care what anybody says, what he did with John Cena, when you understand the match, was was aust- was outstanding. No it, oh, wasn't, was no, it wasn't a wrestling match. But what it did as far as essentially retiring who John Cena is, because have you seen John Cena since that match? Nope. Nope. So essentially he got to retire John Cena and and you know, it that be what it is. Um but, you know, again, he then turned around and had the he had a couple of matches with Braun where they were sent these cinematic type matches. And both of those cover the deficiencies that Braun has while still giving you this very immersive feeling about what about what the, what wrestling or fighting the fiend is going to be like for people uh, unlike what they did with uh, Finn Balor where Finn Balor turns into the demon and the demon is just you know this amazing indestructible force when he comes to the ring um, but yeah, that so that so with with Randy and and the Fiend, I don't see that being a, a, an issue. It could be the reason that Randy drops the strap to Drew, but there's money, there's there's eyes on watching that match. If it's Roman and and this new Roman versus you know Drew McIntyre or versus Randy Orton. Randy's got Randy's not gonna have as much time to really build anything towards Roman. And so he so he's he's not really focusing on it. Yeah, it'll be a good match because Randy is just that damn good. He doesn't need to really build he doesn't need to build the match with Roman. But power side just power and looking at how violent the match would be. I would I put all money on on seeing that over Randy versus Roman because Roman will essentially go all tribal chief and 
essentially trying to go uh, he's he's following a Brock Lesnar light where he's he's pretty much abandoned much of his his repertoire because we know that Brock can go but he's abandoned and, and but he instead chose to just throw people all over the ring Roman has just gone in and simply dominated instead of trying to wrestle instead of giving you five moves of doom he just he just hit people in the face exactly he just smacked the shit out of you you know what I gotta and take so Roman out the do... equation a little bit though I mean cause I'm feeling like that's headed for the rock that, that it, cause otherwise most of the storyline this makes no sense unless you're going towards that man this makes no sense unless you're going directly towards that because you notice you saw Alpha and Sika you have not seen Rikishi yet so chances are Rikishi pops up in this whole thing the closer we get towards Mania and then bam you get that there, there's no point <laughs> in going as far as they have with this family thing and this tribal thing without including they've already included Romans they've already included Alpha and Sika we have not seen Rikishi we have not seen The Rock for kind of the other side of the family and when Jimmy come back, Jimmy Jimmy's gonna be the next right. One that has- so nah, so- I, don't, I don't I don't think they're gonna go that route. Uh, not 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 bringing Jimmy in, and I don't think they're gonna bring Rikishi in. But I'm gonna let you finish, Mark, before I have to destroy it. I mean, I mean, it, it, it to me it makes it makes sense if we're start if we're for storyline continuity. Uh, what's the perfect way to kind of bring Rocky in? Of course, you but know, that- our, 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 we're fan. We all know. Of course, Roman's gonna go over. He has to go over. It's not. This isn't important for the Rock. But I mean, as far as the end of the storyline, I think it's pretty good. And it's like you can't stop it. At you have. To, it's almost like I feel like you have to go. You have to go Roman and Rock in order for this whole story to be totally dope. Well, that's the thing. If, if there's no fans, if there's no fans, they won't go there. You know, they have to get the COVID situation. Exactly. So you're Agreed. not going to get that I, I, figured I, I out. I do agree. You're not going to get I, that I for another year. You're not going to get mean, that for another year or two. But here's the thing. Here's why I also I, I'm... Here, what is... What... The... I want to get my thoughts together. We get it. He's pushing this. I'm head of the table. I'm tribal chief. And you would think that, oh... Well, the Rock's gonna come in, and the Rock's the real tribal chief, and the Rock's the one that's gonna, the Rock's the one that's gonna, you know, be, you know, he's he's the best. But you're building it towards, like you said, Johnny, a it's a blow off. It's not even, it doesn't even really mean anything. I would rather, I would rather, they bring in Rikishi's youngest son. Uh, who's currently wrestling independent and who is Jacob, and who is a true Jacob psychopath and he's a true psychopath didn't he sign an extension with MLW um, though uh, he, I'm, I'm not certain he may have but I mean again it doesn't take much to say hey I don't want to do this anymore and the WWE is offering me his money um, true but, but but aside from that again my, if I'm if I'm if I'm Vince and yes we get it Vince is in his late seventies mid to late seventies out of his fucking mind he's he well he's always technically been out of his mind 
let's just say twilight. Let's just say it is twilight. <laughs> but but here's, what you can't, here's what you can't deny, and I brought this up before, and nobody can argue it. Nobody has built more stars than Vince McMahon. Nobody has built more and bigger stars than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Argue with your mama. You cannot argue that fact. Anybody who is anybody has come through the WWE and has been more famous for it. Now, there are outliers and exceptions. Ric Flair did not need the WWE to be Ric Flair. Dusty Rhodes did not need the WWE to be Dusty Rhodes. Andre, that, that was good. That was, if I had to argue anything, the only reason why I would say the NWA is just for those, just for the couple of names that you're saying, like, like for instance, Jim Cornette, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, Junkyard Dog. Um, let's um, be Harley real. Race, let's be real. Um, the Frisco. Let's be real. Those are all names that we know because of the work that they did in WWE. WWE. <laughs> yep. The Briscoe brothers? Uh, come on, the, come on, the man. Monopoly, the Monopoly that Vince, the Monopoly that Vince took over, I mean, the, the Monopoly that Vince made, made those guys household names. Yes, they were famous in the wrestling game. Yes. But, I, I don't know this. They had to come over. I don't necessarily have an argument against it. I mean, I agree, but at the same time, I give a little bit more credit to the people who, the guys who actually perform the characters. I because certain you're, things. You're absolutely right. The gimmick. I, yeah, you. There's certain gimmicks that you can't give to anybody else. That that you can't. You can't give. Uh, again, du- when we name people like Dusty and Rick and Andre the Giant and stuff like that. Those aren't gimmicks. Those are those people. Right. Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair is Ric Flair turned up. Right. Just like Stone, just like Steve Austin. Uh, I forgot what his real name is, but it's Steve something. But I think it's Wood. Well, no, he changed his name. His now he's now legally known as Steve Austin. Uh, he had to legally change to Steve Austin. Uh, but he, Steve Austin is whoever he, his real name is turned up to ten. Uh, the Rock is Dwayne Johnson turned all the way up. You you always had those ones that that gimmick that they couldn't give that gimmick to anybody else. Right. Now a gimmick that could have probably been done by somebody else. Uh, they gave the Red Rooster to um, uh, uh, what is? Damn it, I'm mad. Terry Terry uh, Taylor, but Terry Taylor was supposed to be the Million Dollar Man. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. Yes, that is that is absolutely correct. Yo, when look, I think of Vince, when I think of genius Vince, I think of probably Kurt Angle, because Kurt Angle had everything it took athletically, but it took Vince to say, Even it that. took Vince to say, "Hey, you're going to come out and just be a total jerk. You're going to brag about your gold medals. You're going to talk about all this. You're going to you're going to talk about the fans." You're gonna do all that, and it's gonna be amazing. And and I remember I've seen stories where Kurt was like, "Well, guy, like, no, 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 we're gonna work this the other way." So I mean, I I agree. It's just you know, I like I like the it's it's, it's character driven. A lot of it, it's, some of it is Vince. Vince has his, yeah. he's done his good things though. I can't even front, but but even 
but even in the people that people that people hate that claim that they claim that they hate, people boo John Cena out the building. They they try and boo John Cena out the building. Oh, it's, you know John Cena sucks, and you want to, you know half of the half of the crowd is uh, let's go Cena, the other half of Cena sucks. <laughs> Vince will put Vince will push a guy, and you'll think, oh, that guy's terrible. Why is Vince pushing him that way? We wouldn't be having this conversation about Roman Reigns right now if it wasn't for the fact that Vince was trying to push him as a white meat babyface. That's why I love what they're doing right now with him. That's why I love what they exactly what they're doing. But it's like, damn, y'all couldn't have done this literally two years ago. Literally, they could not have. This literally would have been hot. Like this is the thing that would have been hot now. It would have been hot two years ago too. He didn't know how to do it. That's what people are forgetting. People act like Roman Reigns knew what the hell he was doing when he was with the Shield. That's why he was the big, quiet, stupid one. He can't. He his promos. People are like, "Oh, Roman Reigns promos." People are forgetting this is the same Roman Reigns that was forgetting his lines in the ring. Yeah, they let Dana just two and a half, three. Dana years Seth ago. were talking way more. They got to talk way more. He was usually the last guy, and his stuff was really, really short. Really short because he couldn't get it. But, yeah. but now, and now think about it. He he was coming down. He was with the big wrestler voice and talking this way. And now what does he do? He damn near whispers. He's whispering now. He's but he but his his actions his actions are speaking louder than his words. But he's always had his actions. He's always been a physical specimen and been able to go in the ring. That's why they gave yep. him. That's why they brought him in there and let him break Royal Rumble records. Oh, you know, nobody's thrown out this many people. And then, oh, Roman just threw out 14 people or 13, 12 or 13 people. And they didn't break that until they let Brock do it. Fans were just fine with Roman until they had Roman go over Daniel Bryan. Then then we all got, then, then everybody got pissed off. Then everybody was like, Hey, everybody, yeah. boo! We hate this guy. <laughs> it wasn't even. It wasn't even when he when they let him go over Daniel Bryan. It was that Royal Rumble. Exactly when, when Daniel Bryan wasn't even in that motherfucker. When he wasn't even in that Royal Rumble, that was the stupidest thing they could have done. Everybody was chanting, "Daniel Bryan, give him the title." He never lost. Him versus Brock at WrestleMania. No, it's no, no, it's not. You're right? It's fucking it's simple. Not. I don't care what anybody says, and I'm a Daniel Bryan fan. That is not money. They, they had, had a great match, match in Survivor Series. They had a great match. They, yeah, when they finally it was the same, it was the same old match because the same with Daniel Bryan, he had with AJ Styles, he had with Finn Balor. So it was it, it was turned into a bit of a trend. But they, exactly. All three of them exactly. were still pretty good, but they all were kind of the same. They were exactly the same. Because that's the only yeah, way that you can were. do a match of that size. Brock Lesnar is six foot three, three hundred and some odd pounds, and Daniel Bryan is five nine. <laughs> and, five and, nine, hundred and eighty pounds each. Let's keep it real though. Brock could have been a little bit better in all three because I felt like he sold more for Balor in the Balor match. He, he sold more in the he Balor more match for people he respect. than he did in the Daniel Bryan yeah. or the uh, AJ Styles match. It seemed like it's. Because like, no, in the Daniel Bryan match, he he sold perfectly. He didn't need to sell more. He sold the, well. I, feel, I just Daniel felt Bryan like he sold more in the Balor match. He sold more because he sold his he sold his rib. Uh, Bryant uh, Balor's got the coup de grace, and it was 
it, it just seemed like he was selling better for Finn Balor and maybe even AJ Styles more than the Daniel Bryan match. Because out of the three, I'd say the Daniel Bryan match was the worst one, even though they're all the same. But he sell, but Brock has a thing because they both like AJ and AJ and uh, uh and Balor both wrestled in Japan, and I don't think Brian did anything if much in Japan, and the style of wrestling that they go, Brock is still very physical. Yeah. So AJ and so AJ and uh, and Finn could be more physical with Brock. And that's why those matches looked the way that they did versus Brian, who was clearly still dealing with his his own personal injuries and just couldn't, you can't be as physical with somebody like that. And Brock is one of the more, and even with Brock being one of the more polished and careful wrestlers, he can still be a little reckless. He He dropped Dean on his head a couple of times. Granted, I heard that it was on purpose, yeah, yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't want to do that match. Like, he didn't want to do that match at all. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and Dean was supposed to have like a yeah. whole different match, but instead, Brock went out there and was like, "You know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna throw you around the whole time. You ain't gonna do shit about it." And that's what happened. And because that's what he gets to. That's that's why. But again, that's still mad dangerous. And when you're dealing with somebody like Brock Lesnar, in that sense, you you have to. It, he, I, I get it. At the end of the day, there's always going to be a bit of spe- there's there's going to be a bit of that air of danger because you don't quite know what he's going to do if he's going to do what he's supposed to do or not because that's just the way that they've sold him. But what we also have to deal with is the fact that even in deal- even in understanding that about him, there's a there's a respect that you have when you step in those ropes. And if I if we've talked about a match and a match is supposed to be a certain way for whatever reason, follow the damn match. Let us fill the crowd and say, oh damn, this ain't going the way that it's supposed to. Don't just get out here and say, nah, I decided I want to do something else now. That's all I'm saying. But let's get to this, let's get to this match shit. Because that's what we said we was gonna do. So, have they let me go ahead and I guess now because Really quick, really quick. Let me finish up Hell on the Cell. So basically, the ending of Hell on the Cell was we knew Sasha was going to beat Bailey. That was that was going to happen. Um, then there was a surprise U.S. title match between Bobby and Slapjack, who, who if I'm not mistaken, is formerly Dominic Dijakovic. No, nah, nah, that, that was a small nah. uh, Shane Thorne. It's Shane Thorne. TM, TMC. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, so my fault, Shane Thorne, uh, the formerly known as Shane Thorne, and then Bobby obviously was going to win that. And then, like um, we talked about in the beginning, Randy beat Drew, which was really, like I said, out of all seven matches, um, yeah, like, as a matter of fact, out of all six matches, because that's how many it was on the main card, out of all six matches, two were debatable. Two? So, yeah. Yeah, that was, there was no point in and covering Hell in a Cell. So him using his champion advantage, I feel like it, it was it was necessary. It was necessary. I tried to push for him to defend the title at Hell in a Cell, but he chose that, you know, nah, not to, not to. Um, so now, as we get to Survivor Series, we're going to go one by one with these matches. Like we said, the card for Survivor Series here on BGTW is in the World Heavyweight Championship main event. We have the realist Rob versus the villain DB and on the undercard 
for the number one contendership, you have me, the young blood himself, Way, versus. I think Mr. we should tra- change your name officially on uh on the podcast to uh yeah to Lil Gates. <laughs> no, again, I choose my kid. I choose my. I, th- kid. I think I think we gonna start referring to you as Lil Gates. Yeah. I'm an, uh, right now, I'm an under guy. I haven't come up with a gimmick yet. I'm just working matches. I ain't got my gimmick yet. They're just, they're, I'm, just, I'm just being thrown out there. He's very, he's very horrible. I'm very horrible. Right? I don't have a gimmick right now. I, when, when I come up with it, I, you guys will be the first to know. <laughs> All right. So in match one, you got Team Raw, which is AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. Which was the stupidest shit. Oh god. Fucking riddle. But versus Team Smith, which is Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, um, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and uh somebody else that's to be determined on this coming to SmackDown. What do people got? Uh I'm going team raw. Uh I think that even though they've diminished Keith Lee because he's just lost in the sauce on Raw, he's still Keith fucking Lee. And I'm, I'm paying. There's too much. There's too much on the raw side for uh, for SmackDown to to overcome. Jay Jay Uso is not the 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 great unifier that that team needs, and King Corbin is just toxic. I'll take. <laughs> I'll go raw. I'll go raw, <laughs> just simply because I just like their team better. I mean, I, it's 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 yeah, it's clear in a way raw clearly clear in a way has the better team so hey i'll go raw um i'm gonna also go team raw in this one because they they pretty much explained the whole thing um kevin owens and jay uso and again they also do have seth rollins but i feel like they're just gonna they're gonna they're gonna show why keith lee is keith Plus, they also got Braun Strowman, which is never easy out at all. They have AJ Styles. It's Team Raw. What about you, DB? Yeah, there's no way SmackDown beats Raw, the talent that Raw has. Uh, SmackDown, yeah, like you said, they're, they're beefing with each other all the time. You know, uh, Keith, uh, oh, man, I can't yeah. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is beefing with Jay, you know, and you can't have that in Survivor Series match. Who do I think the soul? Who who do I think is going to be at the end of the match? Keith Lee and Strowman are going to. Yep. Believe it or not, Survivor. I can think. Well, I can say AJ too. I think it's going to be. I true. think Riddle is going to be that. I think it's going to be Riddle and Keith Lee. I think it'll be Riddle and Keith Lee. Maybe Strowman. But definitely Riddle and Keith Lee will be two of the last up. That'll be cold. That'll be cold. That that would. Uh, moving on to the the next one, which is the, the women's Raw versus SmackDown uh, 505. So we have Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke, and Lana for Team Raw. And then we have Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two more contestants to be announced on SmackDown. Um, I'm, I'll go first on this one just from just from um, Ruby Wright and Liv Morgan being on the team I know Bianca Belair came back and they're kind of trying to like do like a push for her but I gotta I gotta call Team Raw on this one too that's fine I'm actually going Team Smackdown 
because of Bianca Belair. And while Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan are on the team, that's not really that much of my concern. I'd like to, I, I'm gonna be interested to see who the other two uh, from SmackDown are gonna be. But ultimately, I think that uh, Lana is going to uh, Lana's gonna Lana's gonna surprise people, but she's also gonna be the reason that uh, Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler, or at least Nia Jax, is uh, is eliminated because that's the anchor of that team. You know what? You know what's so crazy is that as I picked Team Raw and I looked at Lana and Nia Jax because to me I finally I don't watch Raw. I watch SmackDown. Um, it's, I, I catch the highlights for Raw, but I finally saw every like like it was a what culture. Um, I watched this what culture video about every Lana every um, time Lana got put through a table, and that's just brutal, bro. That's just brutal, and like. Yeah, I feel like that's what's gonna end up happening. I feel they're gonna put her through another. You know what? I you know what? I'm thinking it it in reverse. I'm thinking maybe they're putting either they're putting us through these tables for what what some of us do think the one that wins it for the team come become raw because I mean okay you've got Nia Jackson Nia Jackson Shayna Baszler clearly don't like her and then uh. What's the other t- yeah, they 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 like her but they're not really you know they're keeping their distance from her too so she'll actually be the one who wins it for her for the team yeah and then they'll be surprised and shocked and blah 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 Bianca uh, Bianca's gonna take out Mandy Bianca's gonna take out Dana I think um, Bianca's gonna take out Shayna that too. Ooh. That too. Yeah, Bianca's gonna take out at least three of them people. Um, but here, here, here we go. I'm gonna go over Raw. There's a difference. I'm gonna go over Raw just because of Lana. I think Naya and Shayna. Well, Naya's gonna put Lana through the table early on in the match, or you know, in the middle of the match. We're gonna it's count. It's gonna we're gonna count Lana out. And then at the end, Lana's gonna get a roll up. Once you as play. you say that, Lana just tapped out on Raw. <laughs> and they're already clearing oh, the table. God. Oh, oh, no. oh, 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 no, not again! Oh. Oh. Hey, quick question, real quick, or because uh, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a Mandy Rose fan. So, so when she comes out and her music plays, I tell everybody in the house to. Shut up, Mandy Rose is walking down the aisle. <laughs> hey, I, need a, hey, I need everybody to shut up. I need everybody to be quiet. Mandy Rose is walking down the aisle. You can at least you can at least shut them up for somebody good, like uh, I, I, Hey, I, I gotta watch myself with day over because yeah, I'll make yeah, I'll make yeah. random comments and my wife be sitting there, so it's like nah, I gotta I gotta I gotta, re- why I, don't I, gotta relax. I gotta relax. <laughs> I gotta relax. Gotta <laughs> relax. Y'all are petty. Y'all are petty. <laughs> hey, I do. I don't that's, care. And I'll say it. Because clearly, because like, clearly, you don't care. And that's why you. That's why we saw you little gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Moving on. So every so we have three for Team Raw, and we have one for Team SmackDown. 
coming in the third match, we got Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I don't think that they're. I don't think uh, doesn't Sami defend the Intercontinental Championship on Friday night? Because I don't think. I believe. Uh, I know he defended. He just defended no, against no, Apollo. No, right okay, now, okay, okay, okay. Right uh, yeah, that's, that's Bobby Lashley clearing away. Unless Sammy James could have come up with a clever way to cheat. Yeah, that's what he's always done. Because if he does though. some Sammy shit, then yeah, then okay, Sammy. But technically, there would be no reason for Sammy Zayn to go over Bobby Lashley right now, just because the hurt business is the truth. So there, you don't want to fuck that up in any way, shape, or form. By the way, quick spoiler: um, one of one of these like little wrestling sites. Again, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! You don't want to hear this. This is about tonight's Monday Night Raw. Close your ears. Uh, how about let us watch um, it? No. Why you gotta be I was gonna try to watch it, but I'm I, don't think, I was gonna try to watch it <laughs> as I'm talking to you guys, but, but my wife I'm ain't having it. it she's uh, she's not having it. So I'm watching it right now. But somebody can tell me who the hell this Taco Fall nigga is on uh on AJ on AJ side. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that's his bodyguard. That's his, nigga, that's his this bodyguard. nigga is nine and a half feet tall. Hey, he hasn't he hasn't exactly. said anything. Literally done nothing but stand there and look scary. He hasn't hit anybody. You don't know if the boy if the boy can throw a real a throw a punch. He hasn't said anything. Nothing. He's literally stood there. And hasn't said a word. He just, he's there. And presence. He's been in he's been in NXT for years. I didn't realize he was as uh, big though. Like I know AJ's been, small. AJ AJ's like five eight, something like that. But yeah. this dude towers over. Braun Strowman is six five. And this dude is bigger is he makes Braun He's been on Raw for like three, four weeks now, and AJ hasn't even we don't even know his name. And in every single match, AJ has not lost a match since he's shown up again. Like every single time, one of the one of AJ's opponents like see him, they like get stunned. Boom, one, two, three. Like like every single time, it's it's been amazing. Like, I think that's he, probably for a reason. He probably is not that is not ready to probably get in the ring and do all the extra stuff yet. So it's like, hey, just do this for now. So. In WWE, in WWE, rarely puts Yeah, I'm thinking he's like super green. He did not get these dudes USA Raw shirts. They gave them Raw USA shirts. Well, it's it's got the USA logo on there and Raw on the front. Oh, they're doing that. They're doing that shit now. Gonna be USA now the SmackDown guys are gonna have Fox on them. Yep, they're gonna have Fox. Oh Lord, they're gonna have Fox. That's horrible. That's horrible. We don't, we don't discuss Fox. We, we don't so, continue, continue, continue. So, right continue. now, I'm the lone man out leading to, leading to nothing with uh with my pick so far. Oh, uh, no, because we're still doing the, uh, the the championship. Um, Yeah, there's no reason that Sammy, that Sammy uh, beats Bobby Lashley. Um, they got to have a, that'll, that'll be your uh, bathroom match, essentially. Uh, usually they they reserve that for the women, but oh, he's actually talking. The big man yeah. talking. Damn it, I missed it. Oh, oh man, see, oh shoot! How does it sound? And y'all were and remember how y'all were talking about Bray and and Randy? 
Mm-hmm. Guess, guess who he's uh get he's now dealing he's now doing a uh they're doing a Firefly Funhouse tonight and he's doing something with the Miz. So again, goes on to further prove that he doesn't need to be in the title picture. But yeah, I'm going Lashley uh, over Zane in that one. Yeah, th- there's no way. There's no way. If I can put money on this match, I will put money on this match. There's no way Sammy beats Bobby at all. Okay. So that's four Lashley's. So <laughs> just over there, over there sharing the uh, the COVID. Uh-oh. Quiet. I took my test and I'm negative. I already have one. I'm negative. I don't have COVID. Like I was saying, though, just to recap our pick so far, uh, me, Murph, and Dwayne have all picked Raw for the men's uh, uh, five me? five and women. Oh. And we, and no, 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 no. Did you wait? Did somebody pick? I, I said I me, picked Dwayne Raw for the men's. We went all, I'm all four. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting to you, Rob. I was like, do you, I got you. Um, me, me, Dwayne, and Merv picked Raw for the men's 505, Raw for the women's 505, picked Bobby Lashley, um, Le Champion himself picked Raw for the men's 505, you picked SmackDown yep. for the women's 505, and you picked Bobby Lashley, um, versus correct. over Sami Zayn, correct? All right, moving on. So the next one is the tag team of the tag team interbrand match with the New Day versus. Oh Street man, Fighter. this is it's kind of a toss up because I feel like I feel like the New Day is going to go over, but I really feel like the Street Profits should go over. Tell me why they should well, go. They over. should. I, I'm well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, okay. The, even though they took Big E kind of out the group, personally, I'm tired of seeing them with belts, with the tag team belts, honestly. So it's like, like, oh, God, don't give me that again. So I would like to see the Street Profits go over because they're the young and up-and-coming team. I actually, I actually like them. I mean, other than the corny stuff they were doing at first, but I think they're a legit tag team if booked correctly. So I mean, I I like the Street Profits, so I feel like they should be the guys to go over because they're the new. I view those guys as one of the new faces in the tag division, and the New Day would be the New Day would be doing book, the honors, as so they say. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that because that's kind of like the, the same the same um, kind of thought path that I was following. Um, their booking, like I was saying before, kind of irritated me for a little bit, though, just constantly seeing them versus Andrade and Andrew Garza because the Raw writers didn't really have shit for them. But I feel like this would be something the New Day could do, like, you know, do the honors for them, like put them over, like let them let them go yeah. and get that get that win for, for SmackDown. And, and I heard like it would it, it would do good for the Street Profits, like not saying that they're not doing good now they're triple crown tag team champions in WWE like their their legacy in that company right now I feel like it's somewhat solidified but yeah and this one I got and this one I got the street profits as well go ahead champ uh, you gonna put it on me uh, no I wanna hear what you gotta mm-hmm. I wanna hear you first Dwayne cause I wanna see where your head's at <laughs> alright well cause I know um the Hurt Business and the New Day which uh 
fighting tonight for the tag team title. If Cedric and Shelton win, they beat the uh, they beat the Street Pops. If New Day wins, Street Pops. I could agree with that. I agree That's, with that. So if if if, Shel- if Shelton and, and if, if Shelton and Cedric win, I'm, I'm switching over to to Raw. But as of right now, if, if the New Day do keep it, then then the lock is the lock is the Street Pops for me. But again, that's a that's a toss up on that one. But the champion, it's on you. Oh, now y'all want to hear wisdom. Fine. Um, uh, Murph, I can hear you. I can hear your wisdom, sir. I think me and you are gonna get along swimmingly. The more you're on the show, appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'm going as as much as much and as big of a fan as I, as big of fans as I am. Right now, I know that it says New Day, um, but of course, there is the possibility that the uh, the title can change hands and the Hurt Business could go. Either way, Street Profits win. If the Hurt if the Hurt Business wins, Street Profits will beat will beat the Hurt Business, um, just as is. However, if the New Day goes, if the New Day goes. And um, it, it beats the um, if the New Day wins tonight and ends up going to Survivor Series, it's changed. They will lose to the Street Profits because of Big E. Oh, whoa! Don't try changing y'all's picks now. Okay. Oh wait, wait. We all said Street. Well, I could see, I could see the Street Profits still going over against the Hurt Business because that won't hurt the Hurt Business. That'll only enhance. That'll only get the street profits over. But it, but it would. But it would. But it. But it nah, would. Nah, I mean, I like through this whole time they were wrestling <laughs> Retribution. I was like, please don't let Retribution win any of these matches because this is like the Hurt Business right now is the one thing that in WWE I'm just like praying like y'all please don't fuck this up. Please don't screw that up. But here's here's the problem. Saying that saying to not screw it up again, you're gonna have there there's issues to there's issues in that. One, when you're running with these three and four man stables, you can't run it forever. You know what I'm saying? You can't there's no way that you can sit here and say, oh well man. You know, where, where do we push them to? We got, we've gotten this far with the, we've gotten this far with the the new day, and now the new day is getting to the point where they're, uh, where they're back to where they were originally, where people hated them and were and were just tired of them. Listen to what y'all just said. You know, Xavier's been hurt. Xavier was hurt for a while. You know, Kofi is clearly not in the championship title picture anymore uh, because Vince Vince did that solid for PR reasons because of the 2020 year return for Ghana. And oh, damn, I got a dude who's from Ghana who works for me. How good would it be for me to send him over there as my champion? You know what? I can, see, I, I can agree with So that. he's probably not going to sniff the title. He's probably not going to sniff the title for a while. However... Everybody is high up on on Big E, and they they've been, oh yeah, you know what are we gonna do about Big E? And it'd be great if Big E got more serious about stuff, and 
truth of the matter is, while I love I love who Biggie is and who he has become as part of the new day. Ultimately, there is there is a bit of an edge. I, I I do want to see him as a heel again, and not just a big kind of lumbering heel. But no, oh, and here comes the tag match now. A um, little bit of an edge to it. Right, but um, here we go. Yeah, it'll have you'll have this little bit of an edge, and you and he brings back the five count. I well, here, here's what I mean by don't fuck it up with the hurt business, because it's just, just a personal opinion real quick. I feel like, when is the last time we saw, let alone one cool black heel? Cool? That's a that's a dominant heel, not a cool I, I like heel. Henry. Henry was a dominant heel. But when's the last time we had, exactly, when's the last time we had a cool black heel so that's even one guy going all the way back to the rock when is the last time you seen a stable of cool black heels but they're still not necessarily cool they are still kind cool of as in they look cool they look cool they look like they could fight they come out with the suits on very very evolution horseman-esque I'm good with seeing that because they've never done it before with four black guys they've never done it before so it's like i want to see that like i want to see a black version of the horseman or evolution i want to see that so that's what i mean by hey guys let's make sure we don't fuck this up because it's something that you haven't we haven't seen it before so when you haven't seen it before you got to do whatever you got to do to make sure you don't screw it up that's what i mean by yeah but i also let me pose the question Man, 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 I pose a question real quick, and this is just kind of like somewhere fantasy booking, but I would like to kind of ask this question if I may. So with the whole running with the whole four horsemen thing, as we all know, when it came to the four horsemen, most of the time, all of them were wearing gold. Um, am I correct? Yeah, again. Okay, so I said most of the time with the four horsemen, they were all wearing gold. Yes and no, but not always. It was always Flair. Not always. It was like Flair always. It was mostly Flair, but it was mostly Flair. But for a good portion, like Tully, um, Arn and Oli, uh, Barry Windham, like any, any version, it was usually like, always Rick always, and the like, tag team championship. It was usually always Rick with the world title, and then either either Arn and Tully, or it or whoever the other two, whoever the tag team of the group was. There was a lot of times where it was Flair the world champion and the tag team champs. There wasn't. Right player with the world champ they're the tag team and then the then the one that's left over like Barry Windham he had the US title or something like that it was it was usually never that but I would love to see that I would love to see that as long as and, and that's, what, that's what I was about to ask like so as far as fantasy booking how would you take the US title off of Bobby and give it to MVP and how would and then how would you book Bobby to get the world nah, championship, or would you not? I wouldn't do US this with the U.S. title at all. This has got to be well, Bobby Lashley with the world title. I feel like because MVP is more like the mouthpiece. He's more, even though he does wrestle, he's the one that mainly does all the talking. So, if anything, it'll be him that helps Bobby win the world title. I don't, it, no point in doing it at all unless Bobby Lashley is going to be the world champion after group. I mean, it. it 
So, so what would they nah, do? Nah, you just get it. Nah, you just get it off of him. You get it off of him, and then you go to then you because you're getting it off of him to put him in the world title picture. So whoever he loses to, that's that. But you're you're only doing it to move him into the world title situation. I can see. I would think that would get them one that would that would let us know, hey, they are taking it very very seriously. They do know what they have. They do recognize, hey, we've never really done this before. I just, I personally as a fan, I want to see it. So it's like, man, don't screw it up. But it it'll it'll be over especially hopefully when fans get back in but this is over they're over already i feel like there's nobody i haven't talked to that said they didn't like it they like me. no you're good you're good so let me ask my fault go ahead um i was just gonna say so what if they got the u.s title off of bobby and they put the wwe championship back on drew and they let drew you know, have his little have another run, and then when they're getting ready to set Bobby, I think that that's exactly. Bobby, I think Drew that Bobby, Bobby should be next in line after Drew getting another run. I feel like Bobby Lashley should probably be the next guy in line, but Drew's got to get his. He's got to get his another his next run first. So, but but yeah, I feel like I feel like Bobby Lashley should be yep. next. They won't run. They won't run with Bobby. Right, right. Until exactly. after WrestleMania. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, yeah. A- after after WrestleMania, I can see Bobby winning, and then uh, if they're gonna do it, four horsemen like uh, Cedric, Cedric and Shelton running with the title, the tag team. Title. Then you know what what they do with the U.S. Championship. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they bring in another guy. And make it a five man and have MVP be the voice, MVP be the mic and stop and back away from wrestling. Or do they? Um, yeah, because I, I don't think the U.S. title. I, I don't US think title not I don't think they should use the U.S. title. But how about adding a woman and then letting her be the women's champion? Now, technically, I mean. Ooh. Obviously, my number one pick would be Naomi, but since she's kind of connected to the Usos and all of that stuff, you can't really use her. So I came back to Ember Moon. But they're on different shows. Well, yeah, Ember but Moon I mean, if you if you weren't pushing, if you weren't going with Bobby until way after WrestleMania, then maybe by then Ember Moon has had her run as NXT Women's Champion, and then you bring her back up to join the Hurt Business. I mean, I couldn't think of nobody else. I mean, you can't really put Bianca Belair because she's tied to the Street Profits. You can't use Naomi because she's tied to the Usos. I mean, I, that's it. Eh? <laughs> that's that's sad, but I, that's pretty much all of them. Yeah, that's all of them. So it's it's really, <laughs> or. It's, it's, I think it's another, it's somebody else in, um, in NXT that, that, that's a black, um, Okay, they say she Kane was from, Carter that ain't where they announced her from, they announced yeah, her from somewhere, I was like, what? She's, I think they announced her from, like, the Philippines. Something like that. They don't announce her from somewhere where you say, oh, okay, she's, she's small, she's, she's little anyway, so nah, nah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, 
Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Who's Bill from the Philippines? I don't know who that is. Caden Carter. But there's but since there are two many NXT, she's kind of a wrestlers. The only person that I could come up with was Ember Moon. Ember's back on NXT. They they really don't know what to do with her. But I can certainly see Naomi joining up because uh, Jimmy's on SmackDown with uh, Jay. <sighs> so I don't know. But like I said, all of these things are great. Like I said, you know, while I'm I'm all for seeing positive black men, um, I'm or this 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 quote unquote cool. I do see the New Day as being cool. I've never seen them as corny. Um, And I don't think you need to be serious, quote unquote, to be respected. And because the New Day has proven time and time again that their matches are are par excellent. There's never been a, a New Day tag team match. They make great matches with everybody. Just call it what it is. The Usos. Was there ever a bad match with yep. the Usos? And that Hell in a Cell match, nope. their Hell in a Cell nope. match, quite possibly one of the greatest matches of all time. And I would, as probably top, you can't name, with the exception of your TLC matches, but just, but just a, but just a tag team match in general. Find me one that tops it. Even without the weapons, that match was was amazing. That's like, I was just about to say that. That's what I was, I was about, about to say. To say that. Oh man! <laughs> or, or DIY, or DI. That, that triple threat match. And then you also have to put. Match. That match. But you also have to say the DIY, DIY revival, um, AOP match. Yeah. No, that now. Now I feel like out of the whole DIY uh, revival series. I feel like that match when they added AOP, adding that muscle, adding like the heavy element, just made everything that much but better. Aside from all of that, again, Street Profits is my call, but I say that the New Day get there, and and Biggie cost them the match. He then he then goes dark and um, becomes, you know, the Biggie that we've. Uh, the biggie that we were that who had his dominant title run as NXT champ, uh, who then came in as the heavy for uh, for Dolph Ziggler, brings back his five count. Well, you know, I stuff mean, like that. Huh. That's my personal call. Okay. Okay. Um, I think the the last one, Dwayne. Did you did you say? Yeah. You? Okay, which one? Did I you picked. Uh, well, I said if. If the Hurt Business wins tonight, they'll go over to Street Profits. But if they don't, Street Profits. Okay. Um, so everybody picked that one. The next one is the Women's Champion versus Women's Champion, Oscar versus Sasha Banks. Oscar. Who y'all got? Uh, Oscar. Bailey. Damn, no love Bailey's gonna screw Bailey's gonna screw one of those situations where I I would rather have Oscar win, but I feel like they're gonna they're gonna have Banks go over because she needs to go over more than Oscar does. No, she doesn't. it's not even about going over. 
Sasha's already over. Asuka has, is essentially a placeholder until Becky drops her load. <laughs> Just call. I mean, let's be real. Who has she defended? I mean, she's defending against everybody, but it's not like her matches are carrying. She's the not in matches. They did. You say she's she not in matches with top girls. She, she's not. Because she hasn't she, had a one on one. Who who is there to be? She hasn't really had a one on one with Baszler. She had nobody there. The Raw women's she just defended against. She hasn't really had a one on one with Baszler. Baszler, you know know what I'm saying? Nia, this. So I mean, and there's one. There's one person that y'all not talking about. It's not there yet. It's probably going to throw a wrench in everything. I don't want to see Charlotte back in the WWE until I see Tessa Blanchard in the WWE. But absolutely not. Tessa I like Tessa okay Blanchard in the ring. I know about the other stuff, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> like hey, she's got she's got the goods. Tessa Blanchard, Tessa Blanchard was whacking. She, she didn't even wrestle that much in NXT. They barely put her on. They barely <laughs> put her on. Exactly. And she was whack when she did. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying. Which, but she got much. Yeah, she went wrestled. She went wrestled dudes and impact. If she came into the WWE, people are gonna <laughs> want to see her against Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha. Can, can, I, can I? Can I? Can I be real? Can I be real with you? Can I be real with you? You want to be real with you? Uh, as much as I, as much as I want to respect you. People outside of the WWE don't even oh, know man. who Tessa Blanchard is. And and I'm and right. here, now. Here's what I'm saying: We're wrestling fans. We have rest, We're in wrestling circles. Go ask a go ask a novice what they know about wrestling, and ask them if Tessa Blanchard wrestling Oscar if that matters. Exactly, it doesn't. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, okay, I so gotta, yeah, I'm not, no I'm not saying that because I want Sasha to win. Let's put it like that. I feel like it's gonna be bad booking. I'll take, I'll go. Ba- I mean, I, it's Sasha. I'll go Sasha. So who you got? Okay, so we got we got three for Oscar and one for Sasha, and then the last match, and this one's gonna be kind of who do you think is going over? Um, Randy or Drew? I think Roman's going over regardless. Which one of them versus Roman? Yeah, regardless of who who he's fighting, it's gonna be Roman. Uh, see, that's why I, that's why I have different. If it's Randy, Roman goes over. If it's Randy, Roman's gonna beat the cowboy shit out of him. Pun intended. If Drew goes, <laughs> Drew is still the chosen one. Not to mention the fact he's one and zero against Paul Heyman, guys. <laughs> Good old Lesnar. <laughs> Get on uh, so we got we got Dwayne and Murph. They pick Roman regardless. 
Rob, who are you? That's, that's my problem. How about this? I will submit my pick once we fight, figure out whether or not it's going to be Randy or. Boo. No, 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 no. You can boo me all you want to, but here's what I here's what I believe in. See, every pick I've made, I've made with the understanding that this is gonna be what it you know, it's gonna be what it is. So I'm not going back and changing mine after the fact. So some of y'all are going like, oh yeah, you know, well if this person does this or if this person does this, I'm not saying that. That that's what I was about to say. That's what I was about to say. For like the tag team match, um, it's still going on. It's literally just started. Okay, so with the tag team match and the world title match, those two picks will. I don't know why everybody picked who they picked. Everybody picked the Street Profits. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, in in one case I did, in one case I did. That's why I said I I personally want to wait until the match is over. Uh, but as far as the world title match, we'll we'll wait for that pick, and we'll kind of let you all know who picked what after that match goes on. That way we can kind of properly decide who we want to win. Um, but kind of but reviewing the picks. For, so starting off with DB and the five on five men's um, elimination match, he picked Team Raw. In the five on five women's elimination match, he he picked Team Raw. Bobby versus Sammy, he picked Bobby. Uh, New Day versus Street Profits. TBD. Who's TBD? Uh, Oscar versus Sasha. Uh, Dwayne, because he did the same thing I did. He, he said he said if the Hurt Business win or if the Street Profits win or I mean or if the New Day win, he did what I did. So that's why I said TBD. Um, he picked Oscar to go over Sasha. And again, TBD when it comes to the world title match. Uh, next up is Mr. Murph. He picked Team Raw in the first match. He picked Team Raw again in the women's match. He picked Lashley to go over Zane. Uh, he picked the Street Profits straight through. Uh, also, he picked uh, you, over. I Oscar think it's Roman all the way. Uh, you can you can put me down for Roman regardless. And then, yeah. I mean, because he's, he's the best heel right now. So it's like, I feel like he's storylines, all that stuff. Everything is coming together right. I'm not saying that it would kill a push. Him losing would kill a push. But now is not the time for him to lose in a match that technically doesn't mean anything. All right, I got you. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, DB, you said you said Roman yeah. regardless too, right? Okay, so both of them picked Roman for that last match. Um, for, I'm gonna pause you. I'm gonna pause you. Matter of fact, quick. I am. I'm just gonna Murph go said something interesting. You said that Roman shouldn't lose a match that doesn't mean anything. Well, we got to. Here's here's the thing. These matches do mean something. One, Raw has overall, with the exception of last year. Was it last year or the year last before year. NXT won? Last year. So with the with that NXT exception, Raw has never lost a head-to-head Survivor Series. They've done Raw and SmackDown, you know, they, these Raw and SmackDown joints uh, for years. And Raw, that's, a, that's why Raw has always had the bragging rights of being the quote-unquote 
flagship team, the flagship show. Right. NXT got the push last year, um, and was able to. Damn, he landed on top of him with the drop kick. That's just that hurt. Um, but aside from <laughs> that, SmackDown has never really won a head on, a head up, uh, a head to head, even with when they had John Cena as champ on the, on the show. They've always found a way for Raw to still be the win. Raw to still win out. From my picks, Raw winning the men's, uh, SmackDown winning the women's, Lashley being a representative of Raw winning the mid-card battle, Street Profits being the... Uh, the Raw, Raw, SmackDown, Raw, SmackDown, yeah, yeah my... Yeah, uh, and again, this this being six and six, this is six matches, Yep. One of you know this is this is absolutely gonna have to come down to something. Uh, Oscar represents Raw, and I really don't see Sasha beating out Oscar for that. So that would technically give Raw the one, two, uh, three. That would give them three to two. Um, that, would be- that would give them the three to two. Now, do you say, oh? You know, SmackDown is gonna uh, SmackDown is gonna tie it up, and they, they do three all. Um, in that case, uh, that's why Roman wins. However, Drew McIntyre will be representing Raw, not just himself as champion. And Vince always wants Raw to be the flagship show. This is what brings in all of his money. This is where all of his ad revenue comes from. And to him, raw winning means. Okay, something. I could under, I, I could under, I could understand that. I could understand I told that. You. I, I told it's you. Awful. Y'all are y'all are talking to a man. Y'all are talking to a man who is not just your reigning, defending, undisputed, and undefeated world heavyweight champion. You're talking to a man who has been doing now, this for the majority of his life. I, f- I feel you now. It's also very very possible we don't get a we don't get a finish at all because of kind of what you just said. I mean, there's a possibility we don't get it. We don't even get a definite winner in that match because that way nobody loses anything. Your champ, your champion on both shows still your champion on both shows still no, looks strong. So we could have we could have a oos accidentally kick Roman in the face and Drew rolls him up or we could get somebody who just decides to come in and beat the hell out of Drew and Roman there's a lot of things we could get so I mean I'm not necessarily saying that it doesn't matter but I mean in the grand scheme of things do you really want either of your champions on your shows to take a L which is which means why we may not get a finish at all I care I mean again I think that I mean they've always given you a finish for those. That that match is special. They always give you a finish for that match. They've never not had the champ uh, not win. Um, when uh, when Brian was champ and he went up against Brock, uh, no, when AJ was champ and he went up against Brock, um, no, Brian did do it one year too. When Brian was champ and he went up against Brock, um, yeah. Yeah, Brian was yep. WWE champ. And it was the same way for AJ. AJ was uh, was WWE champ. And, yeah, yeah, uh, Brock yeah, was yeah, uh, yeah. was Universal. Universal. Um, because Brock's always yeah. going to be on Raw. Vince ain't going to ever put him, make him the, the SmackDown guy, because that's that's guaranteed money. Um, but now, but now, but he was the Universal Championship is on Fox. It's on yep. SmackDown. And where did Brock go? 
SmackDown, SmackDown is where the money where did, is. Where did Brock go? But no, but did but, but Brock went to SmackDown. He beat exactly. Kobe in seven seconds and took the title of the Raw. <laughs> yeah, that's Brock true. Brock is not. They, they don't care. There's a championship for Brock whenever he comes back. But I say all of that to say, um, again, if it's dep- it's going to really come down to whether or not uh, Randy is re- whether Drew beats Randy or not. If Drew beats Randy, they're not going to have Randy beat Roman. That's, I can't that's even not, front. I, I've always I don't know. I understand. I, I kind of understand why Vince views Raw as his flagship show. But have any of y'all personally? I've always felt like SmackDown. Since the brand extension has always been the better show for wrestling. When you want to watch wrestling matches, you watch SmackDown. But SmackDown has always been the better show. Everything, everything, nope. everything since the SmackDown six. But Vince doesn't care about that. Vince cares about SmackDown six. I got one more. Um, topic I want to talk about just very briefly, I guess. Because you know, I also had I also had something I wanted to bring up too. Uh, ahead, you know, man. since Go it's ahead. the 30th anniversary of the Dead Man, and this is supposed to be his uh, final farewell. His yeah. Farewell. What are some of your uh, some of y'all's favorite moments of the Dead Man? Uh, one of my favorite moments from the Undertaker. I forgot which WrestleMania it was, but when he had the Ministry of Darkness theme, he had like the coat with the long ass neck. Um, I think I was thirteen. I think it might have been WrestleMania thirteen. Uh, that, that, like that maybe was. Maybe. Oh, uh, but yeah, that was one of my. That was one of my favorite favorite Undertaker interests Undertaker themes of of all time um another and, and then another one like this is kind of like 1A 1B is is the not only the entrance but the match versus Shawn Michaels at 25 if I'm not mistaken the heaven or hell um, and yeah and it's just how Shawn Michaels came out with the white and and then Undertaker came out it was just like Everything about that match was perfect. Uh, I personally remember. I remember his first night. I remember Survivor Series. I remember watching it, and I remember had the look that they were showing in the faces of the crowd. I literally had the same look on my face, and I specifically remember as a kid having a dream where I'm dreaming and I wake up and the Undertaker is standing over me. And the lightnings flash and everything, and that's when I woke up. <laughs> but as far as as far as the entrances for me, yeah, the the one with the when they were grabbing at him, I think that's the best one. When the when the uh, the druids were grabbing at him as he was trying to walk through, I think that's the best entrance. Uh, the one, uh, it might have been was that CM Punk. No, CM Punk here. I think it was. I think it's more recent that I can't fully remember which one, but I was just about to touch on that. My personally, my favorite match is the one with him and CM Punk. That's my personal favorite. Uh, 
Uh, the next year. I think that was the next year. Didn't he get a concussion? Uh, I mean, match, but the match was CM Punk. I mean, yeah, the one, the two with Shawn Michaels, of course, were great. The ones with Triple H, technically, because of who they are, were great. But, I mean, let's be honest. I am a Triple H fan. We haven't seen him be in a wrestling match in ages, even though I am a Triple H fan. But, I mean, he does no holds barred pretty much because those are the easiest matches to do. So, so though all of those matches were great, but my personal favorite was definitely him and CM Punk. Uh, man, I, I can I can remember when I didn't watch it live on pay per view, um, but that that Survivor Series, seeing the the seeing him just the stark contrast of who he was. In that particular Survivor Series match, uh, I mean, yeah, when he when he came out that that first year he came out uh, and seeing just how, how how creepy he was, the voice really was kind of what kind of stuck with me. He really had more of a that that terrifying, yeah. like Sammy Terry almost. Uh, you know, it, it was some it was something yeah. to the voice. But I've, I'll be honest when I say this. There's not a ton of there's not a ton of Undertaker matches that I'm thinking like oh man the Undertaker was amazing in this particular match. Um, the only matches that I've ever called him amazing in uh, were his matches with Triple H. Uh, after especially yeah his, his couple of matches with Triple H, uh, but especially his his two matches with uh, Shawn. At the end of the day, uh, Shawn Michaels is the ultimate entertainer, and Shawn Michaels. Oh God, you're trying to kill yourself, Cedric. Okay, whenever y'all watch this, Cedric, Cedric, uh, uh, yeah, Cedric Entertainer, but Cedric Alexander literally <laughs> almost darted himself into the into the uh, the barricade. It looks ridiculous. Uh, and like the last one, he just kind of he was tired. He was clearly blown up. Anyway, um, more than anything, that that Shawn, that last Shawn Michaels match was you know everything. Um, but that first one, where where he uh, with that Heaven and Hell match, uh, was man. That there was, yep, yeah. There's there's no you don't find a more pitch perfect. As far as everything together, with without the stipulation of Shawn Michaels having his career on the line, um, there's there's not a single thing that you find wrong. There, you can't find a flaw in that match. Can't do it. Um, so I, I call it. You know that's that's so that's what that is for me. However, the CM Punk match because Punk was really one who could call a match in that fashion. I absolutely agree. The Punk match was strong, um, but the the match that solidified who the Undertaker is, and I'm mad that nobody said it yet. That match is Mick Foley Hell in a Cell. You you, and again, there were so Ooh. many, there was so much wrong with that match. But the fact that this day. The fact that you still talk about that match to this day, um, and I I agree. 
I agree. Hold I agree. On, I just get Foley more. Hey, I got to drop out and come back because apparently my phone is. Out. I, I I I get that. I I, I really got to say though, I I give Foley a little bit more credit just because he took the fall, and then he came back and finished the match, and then he got slammed through the top of the roof of the cage, and then yeah, it was like it's, so. It was like I, I got to give. I give a Foley a little bit more credit a tear, a tear. for that match than the Undertaker, just just because. Good God! <laughs> oh, you have you you have to though because Foley Foley was willing to to put his body through that. I don't think Foley expected the pain. And, and and the exact effects that 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 those bumps would have. And Taker didn't want to throw him off the top. Taker, Taker didn't want to do it. Like, oh man. <laughs> Nobody else knew but those two. And when, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hollywood. Yeah, well, it just your phone wasn't messing up. So just so y'all know. uh New Day just know, retained. Yes, it's gotta be so asshole. it's New Day versus Street Profits. And it was it's a hell of a match too, so okay. yeah, I definitely want to watch Street Profit. But for me, um I just got a couple couple memories, couple moments. When mm. when he got beat by uh what was it Yokozuna and and everybody yeah. and everybody came and, and closed the casket yeah that was the Survivor Series yeah then, yeah are you yeah. talking about the rise to heaven yeah that yeah 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 I will not rest in peace yeah 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 that that was a big moment for me um, of course the American Badass I love the American Badass um, I definitely got yep. And and that match with Flair, that match with Flair and Mania that year was, you know, it it told a good story. And you know, for me, Undertaker matches were story, you know, story more story driven than physical. Uh, just like the last one was with Michael's career on the line, that was an emotional match for everybody, for eighty thousand people in that stadium and for the millions watching around the world. You know, that match was more emotional. They took you on a wild ride. They took you on a roller coaster all, the whole match. And then, you know, as defiant as Shawn Michaels was, the way that Undertaker had to put him down, you know, made, that just took you know, the, what, you know put yeah. the cherry on top of it. If we're going, yeah, I, I was gonna say, let we but we can't did. we can't forget about Kane ahead, either because we can't forget about Kane for sure because I also remember yeah. WrestleMania 20, the buildup for that question. was awesome, <laughs> and then the whole the whole entrances when Kane was in the ring as he was as the Undertaker was coming down and Kane is just like, hold up, I buried you, like all of that was all of that was dope when uh, when they. They were in Madison Square Garden. As soon as they hit the gong, mm-hmm. whole arena went nuts. Man. Uh, let me ask you 
question. Like people always talk about the Undertaker Kane matches. Like they were okay. Like, uh, first, like, uh, first Inferno all, match. Do you all think that? What What was your your favorite Undertaker? No, nah, that was favorite twenty. Okay. On Raw? There was, but that wasn't. No, nah, that was, I was like Unforgiven or something like that. I think that was Kane. And, it might have been Kane and Mankind. I could Raw? be I could be wrong, but I think it might have been, it might have been Kane and Mankind. Again, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Attitude Era because like I remember around that time was when I saw, um, the, the unholy wedding between the Undertaker and Stephanie when Austin came out and like completely whooped ass uh, which is one of my again one of my favorite moments of all time because that's one of the first one of the first wrestling moments that I could ever that's like, the first ever Wrestlemania ever you saw? Um, the first Wrestlemania I ever saw oh shit I'm old oh no okay wait a minute hold on Oh, okay. yes. you know what? Yeah, like, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm not gonna sit here <laughs> He's a baby. Have, uh, for any type of uh late blooming, late blooming uh uh WrestleMania stuff. Uh, I was poor as a child. So we're not about to sit here and act like we could all afford forty and sixty dollar damn pay per views. I ain't get to buy that shit until I was an adult. That's true. <laughs> oh no! I would, oh no! I would go to the I would go to the video. I didn't see them live either. I go to the video store and get them when they came when they came out in the video store. Oh look! 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 I didn't I didn't pay. My mama didn't pay for it. Like Wrestle, I saw WrestleMania two thousand because one of her coworkers had bought it and had invited us over, and and we went over there and watched it. We didn't pay for that, and the one time. My mama did pay for it. She didn't even know she was paying for it. I I, I like said I like accidentally like ordered it on pay per view, and it was WrestleMania 17. So I saw the first <laughs> half of it, and then yeah, because it's yeah, because it's it's 59.99, but then after all fees and surcharges, more like 75. <laughs> yeah. Was. I've she seen was like, I've seen a couple pay per views. I used to get them, but for the most part, I would wait when they came out in the video store, and that's and then as soon as the as soon as they were out in the video store, because it was just something my mom liked to do every every time she got paid, we go to the video store, and yeah. I always got a wrestling D. I always got a wrestling DVD Again, one, and I get a I'm poor DVD man. One. The first, the first, the first DVD I ever got was SummerSlam. Hardys, Dudley's and Hardys. It was the 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 ladder match with the the Dudley's and um the Hardys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that. That was the the first DVD I got because I remember because it was like The Rock was on the cover. Um, and I think yeah, I think it was The Rock and Austin was on the cover. It that like, and I I literally watched that over and over and over again. So that's <laughs> And I also oh, okay, so you're a Bret Hart fan. The best there ever was and the best there ever will be. I got that as a Christmas. Okay, cool. Christmas. Me too. Me too. Yes, yes. Oh, um, now my final question that I do have to ask though. Um, matter of fact, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm rushing ahead. 
y'all didn't answer what was y'all favorite Rob you said you oh um you uh WrestleMania 20 for me Murph, uh, 20 I thought 20 was was pretty good I was into it Yeah, yeah, okay. 20. 20 was my favorite one. Okay. Um, the final topic that we have on this broadcast for you all is I want to ask everybody what was, who was your favorite member of the SmackDown 6 and why? Um, and if that you all don't know who the again. SmackDown 6 was, not you all, but for our listeners, that was <clears throat> in 2002, quiet. That was in 2002 when Vince McMahon first split up the brands between SmackDown and Raw. Um, and Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Edge, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio, and Chavo Guerrero went to SmackDown and basically carried that brand for years. Uh, Benoit, uh, for me. So who's your favorite and, member of SmackDown? And Super Benoit Super is pretty much in my top five. Just because I, you know what I'm saying, I just loved every, I loved every match he did. I've seen him pretty much everywhere. I've seen his matches in Japan against Eddie Guerrero. I've pretty much seen him everywhere, and he's still in my top five. Unfortunately, that's a discussion that it, it's tough to it's tough to really speak on. But if we're just talking about in the ring, I don't think there's too many guys that were better than him. Just just flat out. I mean, because here's the thing. You know, you would think that like when the match with him and Shawn Michaels and Triple H which I think is one of the best triple threat matches I've ever seen. But we have to keep in consideration that Triple H and Shawn Michaels were in this match. I'm thinking to myself the whole, I remember thinking to myself the whole way, there's no way Benoit wins this because either Shawn is going to cry or Triple H is going to politic and one of those guys is going to come out with this belt. Totally caught me off guard that Benoit even won. But the fact that he did win... And the fact that it wasn't, you know, and it and it went the way it went, told me, okay, even they know he's damn good. Got you, got you. Uh, by the way, just quick, quick alert counter. We got about ten minutes for the recording to cut off. Um, so who want to go next? Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was my favorite one of the SmackDown 6 because I feel like he was so natural and he understood everything. And the way the way he would counter, he would counter moves into the ankle lock. Oh man, you know, like my birthday. My birthday was mm, I the, uh, that. Kurt Angle Lesnar Iron Man match in SmackDown. And I said, oh man, that that was wow. you know, that just took it over the top for me. You know, and how natural he was in the ring. Um, you know, he 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 was just like he's my top two. He's been my top two. I got you. Um, my favorite member of the SmackDown Six was Latino He. Latino He. Eddie Guerrero, like. That was my favorite, literally. Like, I was out here, like, I lie, I cheat, I steal. Like, one of the low riders wanted to, like, hit his matches were always, like, the my, my favorites. Like, how he hit somebody, or, like, not hit somebody with an object, but bring an object in the ring, throw it to him. Like, ref, turn around, he fall down real quick. Boom. Like, that, that type of 
that type of stuff really just made me like an overall I used to do like I used to do like frog splashes off of my desk onto my bed like on like little like mannequins that I had like elbow drops and shit like that or like little stuffed animals like I, Eddie Guerrero was just like 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 three amigos bro like Eddie Guerrero was everything to me and then when he won the WWE championship it was just one of the greatest moments of my life Love Eddie. I didn't even win it but I felt like I wanted to that um, it was just Eddie Guerrero was normally you guys know that I would time. never ever agree uh, with Lil Gates here about anything uh, we got to buy him a mushroom, uh, a mustache steamer uh, for Christmas. But, uh, but uh, you know what? When I think about it, as far as those, as far as those six, if, if we're literally just looking at those six and how the brand was really built on their backs, even and and I want to, even though nobody's gonna choose them. The truth of the matter is, nobody can sleep on Chavo's talent. Oh Chavo yeah, was, Chavo was five, five. Again, he's he's a third generation. Uh, he's a third generation wrestler, and he, you know, he was. People talk about you know the Rock being the first third generation. Uh, when the truth of the matter is, Chavo was already doing his thing. He just wasn't in WWE. Uh, but um, but um, but the truth they of the matter Chavo is, um, back to you can't, when they was doing you can't stuff point me to a bad Guerrero match. That was oh no, not at all. Heal Eddie, heal Eddie, or face Eddie. You can't point me to a match that you were. You can't point me to a match where you weren't entertained Never. from start to finish by Eddie Guerrero. Like I'm not. You know, I wasn't always a fan of, you know, the lie, cheating, and stealing angle. You know, call me, call me, uh, you know, always being woke. You know, but call it, you know, putting, you know, the the stereotypes that the company has always gone through when you're dealing with uh, ethnic, when you're dealing with ethnic wrestlers. Um, I didn't like that, that that they did that to Eddie, but he he just made it work. It's like how they kind of use Dusty and and try and put him in polka dots trying to make him not Dusty. But it didn't matter what you did, Dusty was Dusty and he was gonna shine. Um, Eddie was the same way. You could not have you couldn't make Eddie look bad. There was nothing that you could do to Eddie as a talent. No matter what type of match you put him in, he was gonna shine. Um even his matches with Ray, when he, um, when you know that revolved around Dominic, um, you know, <laughs> you know the the adoption. Pa- I mean, the adoption papers on a pole match and where like the said, fuck is Vicky? Was, Where's Vicky? All of this stuff was, you know, he made it work no matter what, and he did the same thing when he was in WCW. So people. So, so that's that's mine. You know, if you're gonna ask me who my favorite is, and again, throughout time, you can say the same thing about Angle and how great Angle was because you you never saw a bad match out of out of uh, Kurt. But Eddie is that dude, man.
My favorite Kurt was. Yeah, I'm sexy. I'm I'll make your ankle hurt. And then it has to say for sure. Like theme song. I'm just a sexy Kurt. When I. When I say I was crying, laughing. Did he yeah, wind up putting Sherry in the ankle lock? Laughing. I was crying. Yeah, yeah, that was the best part for me. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. Like, yep. Okay. Yep. But look, somebody out of the SmackDown 6 that I feel like we all should definitely mention because of his longevity and how long he carried SmackDown, Edge. Edge literally from 2002 up until well i mean the marquee match was him and eddie guerrero on smackdown i believe it was a ladder match i think that was i think that was i think people a lot of people view that as the match that got edge over that really got him over like like oh okay we're dealing with a star here i've i've seen it where people kind of point to to that match with eddie as kind of one of the ones that kind of that kind of jump-started him I think for, for me, Edge got over for me, and again, this might be my young bias, but around the time of the Yeah, he was feuding with Booker T, I believe, yeah. That's it was kind of around, around that same time. At that point, Edge was solidified in my Yeah. No, that was around the time he was feuding with Christian. That was around because Christian had that he was the Intercontinental Champion, and he just won King of the Ring. And mm. they had a match at they had a match at the SummerSlam that I had the DVD of because it was Edge versus Christian for the Intercontinental Championship. And on that same show with Steve Blackman versus Shane McMahon, jumped that's over here. Yeah, like knocked off the tower. One of the greatest spots. Literally, that was like. I replayed that match time and time and time again. Another great Shane McMahon match before we go um, that I do want to kind of mention since I'm talking about him. We got like three minutes. Um, him versus Kurt and King of the Ring. Him versus Kurt and King of the Ring. He, like, why did they get the proper people, glass? People miss the fact why that Shane. Uh, I mean, it's Kurt. Shane's matches outside he, of that he match that him. he had with mm-hmm. Kurt. I mean, that was quite possibly his greatest. But Shane was doing all kind of crazy shit. Shane was the first one to jump off, jump off the Titan Tron. People forget that. Yep, sure was. That was against Kane, I believe. But this wanted to beat his ass after every single week. Yeah. After every single week, Vince wanted to beat his ass. Like when he did the when he did the leap at WrestleMania after coming out with his kids and shit. Which, by the way, yeah, he's cussing him out. Ever um, but, but again, he—that's—that's like, that's like his the daddy. Video because people forget, Vince, him was like, Vince did. Anytime he asked a guy to do something dangerous, he did it first. Even, yeah, he never asked you to do something that he would yeah. not do himself. That's why everybody was staking stink faith. Uh, Vince, Vince did Shawn Michaels' entrance. From WrestleMania, Vince took the Doomsday device. Twelve, when he came down the zip line. Yep, Vince did that first. Twelve. Say again. Yep. 
but yeah, so ultimately that's what I'm that, that's what I'm saying. Seconds, Shane Shane got that from Vince where he was seconds. saying, yo, I can bring it, I'm gonna do whatever it takes in order to get in order to, to give my all for this. And so that's what it that's what it boils down to. That's why everybody was taking exactly. stink faces. I got you. Got you. Well, guys, in the last 30 seconds, you know I who it is? The so champion, the head of the table. Nine of your Black Guys Combo Wrestling. I have been the young DV. Well, are, you, are, you are you cutting off my promo? Wow. 10 seconds. 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Cut him off. Cut him off. Wait, I'm not cutting it off. Anchor's about to cut off. It is four, three, two. I see what you're doing, man. I didn't do anything. Again, I, I warned you. I warned you. <laughs> I warned you. <laughs> now, now, of course, your boys is... Is, uh... What? I, I don't know. They're taking a sweet time. They are, because we, we have to get this last little promo off. Uh, a little bit of shit before... Before the... Before the the Survivor Series, so I need them to hurry up because I have some things I need to say to Murph. You next. <laughs> I'm next. I'm telling you, I'm about to clean him up and then I'm coming for you. Just like you, I agree. Raw is going to win. That's why most of my picks have been Raw. You know what, ladies and gentlemen, while we wait for the other two to come in, we're going to do go ahead and do a special segment here where Mr. Le Champion himself, the head of the table, goes ahead and promos on his opponent, on his opponent, where the head of the table lets you all know why he's going to retain the championship. The champion, the floor is yours to, to say whatever you feel like you need to say. I mean, the beauty of this is the fact that I don't need to cut a promo on anybody. You know, whether they're here or not here, whether he, whether it's you or, or, uh, or Big Murph, the end of the day is I am, I am still your reigning, defending, undisputed and undefeated head of the table. I don't need to be your tribal chief. I am 100% Asiatic black man. I am a God on earth. Not only am I a God on earth, I am a wrestling God. With that said, whether it's after I dispatch of Dwayne uh, at Survivor Series, and whether you or uh, or Murph find yourselves unfortunately in the position of having to face me at whatever is to come, what happens will be what always happens. I will still be your reigning and defending undisputed champion okay okay and what I really really would like to say is Mr. Murph I don't know if you're going to be able to get back on this on this broadcast but but if you can I want to encourage you to listen to the second half 
you don't understand what the world title means to me. It's not something that I want to have. It's something that I need. There is no secondary title. I thought about bringing a tag title, but there's only one championship here. There's only one leader here. There's only one person that can be number one. And that's going to be me. See, that's the thing. You say going to, there can only be one, sir. Who is he? Who is who is number one? At the moment, it's you. But once I dispatch and dismiss Murph to, to, to relegation back into the number one contendership bracket, because he's going to end up having to face Dwayne to see who's going to face me, because I'm coming for you. I'm going to clean him up, and then I'm going to clean you up, and then I'm going to take my rightful place as the chosen one. This isn't going to be the chosen one circa era 2010, Drew. This is going to be 2020, Drew. The real chosen one. The one that was meant to sit on the throne. I'm coming for everybody. I will be the longest reigning BGTW World Heavyweight Champion. And that's something you can bank on. You say it, sir, but that is not a concern. Again, there can only be one, and that one is he. That one is I. That one will be me. Like I said, right now, right now, sir, I have nothing but the ability to acknowledge that you're number one at the moment. You're undefeated when it comes to the podcast episodes. You're undefeated when it comes to pay-per-views. You're undefeated. But there comes a time where everybody has to take that first loss. Yours is coming. Yeah, you. Not everybody doesn't have to take a loss. That's that's the beauty of it. See, you know the people who say that somebody has to take a loss. Losers say that. Losers are the ones that think that you know everybody has to lose. No, sometimes you just have. Sometimes you're just built a dynasty. Sometimes you are just that damn good. Sometimes you don't have to lose. Sometimes you can just run the table and then just walk away undefeated. So, guys, once I defeat Rob, and then after I defeat Rob. And he cashes in his championship rematch clause because we know he's going to do it. Once he cashes that in and I defeat him for a second straight time, that'll be two losses on his books. And then I can move on to either Murph or DB. It's fine. This is how it's going to happen. This is what's predicted to go down. This, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't just me speaking out of the side of my neck. This is a... Uh, Baba Yaga type future vision if I can say so myself this is what's going to happen after after Rob gets rid of DB he come, he's going to face me I'm going to get him out the way and then once again he's going to cash in that rematch clause and I'm going to defeat him again you know what I want you to do when you wake up from this hallucination that you're going through I want you to text me and apologize 
Ah, uh, no apologies needed. Because again, sir, let's see. Survivor Series is November. So that means you have to see me in December. And then our rematch will be in January. So around... See, again, you're, you're planning for January. You know what I'll be doing in January? I'll still be your reigning, defending, undisputed, and undefeated world heavyweight champion. I hate to I hate to borrow this, but it, it feels necessary, my dear friend. This is not this this is not a prediction. In the words of one of the greatest talkers of all time, Paul Heyman, this, my friend, is a spoiler. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this has been episode nine of BGTW. That is Black Guys Talking About Wrestling. Peace.